Hi, my name is Megan, and thanks for joining me today with ABA Today. So, basically, we're going to start out by talking about Section A of the task list. And first off, my sources are the BC, BACB, BCBA, 5th edition task list, and the Cooper book. So, um, thanks for joining my podcast. We're going to be talking about ways to study for the exam. We're going to be talking about the journey to becoming a BCBA. We're going to be talking about also clinical applications as in the field of behavior analysis. So I'm almost done with my MA and ABA program and I am uh, getting closer and closer to wanting to um, sit for the exam. So, let's go into the task list. So, section A1 of the task list says, identify the goals of behavior analysis as a science. So, first off, what is the goal of behavior analysis? The overarching goal. So, the overarching goal is to just better understand whatever it is that we're studying. The organism, um, the concept that we're studying. Right? So there's three different levels of understanding in behavior analysis. There's description, there's prediction, and there's also control. So description is observing an event and you're writing down facts, you're observing it, you're collecting information. An example of this could be observing a client, the client engages in SIB five times. That is description. Prediction is when you see two events together and you understand that they correlate with each other. Now, understand that prediction is not as high of an understanding as control because these variables were not manipulated. So you can't prove that causation. So that is prediction. Um, I could say when the client is at home, the client shows signs that the client is happy. Now, do I know if the client is happy because mom is at home? Or is the client happy because the client likes his comfy chair at home? You know, we don't know, but we can predict. Because when the client is at home, the client shows signs of being happy, such as a smile. Control happens when um, a change in an, a variable produces a change in another variable. And you can know this by experimentation and isolating the variables. So you would need a functional relation for control. That's the highest level of understanding for the goal of behavior analysis. So let's go on to section A2 of the task list. Section A2 of the task list says, Philosophic assumptions underline science of behavior analysis. These philosophic assumptions are determinism, empiricism, parsimony, philosophic doubt, and selectionism. So, determinism is one that you get trained on and taught very early in grad school. Determinism. The universe is a lawful and orderly place. Okay, now on to empiricism. Empiricism is when you're observing and measuring. You are objective. So, you are not letting um, 
You are not taking subjective data, but you are taking objective data. Parsimony. The explanations that we first look at are simple and they are logical. Logical explanations. So he hits his head, possibly due to a reinforcement history of getting attention after hitting his head. Look at that explanation before saying he hits his head because he had his medicine this day and it's cloudy outside and more difficult explanations. Let's start with the most simple one, parsimony. Philosophic doubt. Constantly questioning the truthfulness of your hypotheses, of your um, interventions. Um, you want to look at the truthfulness. And um, selectionism is basically... Um, you know, through consequences, how selection occurs. So let's go on to section A3 of the task list. Describe, explain behavior from perspective of radical behaviorism. Radical behaviorism is from Skinner. Um, basically, before radical behaviorism, there was this idea that um, mental mentalism would have that um, our thoughts are not a behavior. And Skinner instead says, let's say, let's include thoughts as behavior. So these private events were now included and thought of as the environmental effect. So let's think about thinking. What in the environment caused them to think that way? The thought is still behavior. So another thing Skinner said is that thinking is really just talking to yourself, which is a behavior. So that is radical behaviorism from Skinner. Section A4. Section A4 in the task list says, distinguish between experimental analysis of behavior, behaviorism, Applied behavior analysis in professional practice guided by the science of behavior analysis. So, behaviorism is basically um, not the science of behavior, but the philosophy of the science of behavior. So, not mentalism, but using the science of behavior and questioning what can cause this, what has an effect on this. And behaviorism has the idea that behavior results from the environment. Okay, EAB, Experimental Analysis of Behavior. So this is using, um, studying behavior in a scientific setting, in a research setting, in a very controlled setting. setting. ABA is Applied Behavior Analysis. If you're listening to this exam or if you're listening to this podcast, I would assume that you are in the field of applied behavior analysis, which is awesome. So applying research that we get in EAB to help people. We're in this field to help people to make a difference and just make their lives better. So the final um, one in A4 is professional practice gu guided by behavior analysis. So if there is a school that is trying to work on um, a specific client that has challenging behaviors and that client um, has a challenging behavior of tantrum and someone that has knowledge about behavior analysis goes in 
and teaches the teachers how to deal with this. That could be an example of professional practice guided by behavior analysis. A5, describe and define dimensions of ABA. So there are seven dimensions of ABA. Behavioral, applied, technological, conceptually systematic, analytic, generality, and effective. Behavioral, we are focusing on the behavior, the behavior that is observable. Applied, we want to improve our clients' lives. We are focusing on things that can improve their lives, make their lives better. Technological, all of the interventions are detailed so that you can read the program, the intervention, and the BT, the therapist, can know how to carry it out. Conceptually systematic. So, um, in your procedures, you use the principles of behavior analysis, the science behind it. Analytic. This is when the behavior is has a relationship with the intervention, and the invention, like the intervention, would cause a decrease in the challenging behavior frequency. Uh, generality. Um, the behavior. Uh, the change in the behavior, whether it's the challenging behavior or the social skills that you're teaching or skill acquisition, it, cha- it lasts in other settings, other environments, and not just when you're in the therapy, but when you're out of the therapy. Effective. We are, ABA is a field of working on behavior that is socially significant. Socially significant behavior change is so important. We want to work on things that have a positive impact on the client's lives. So that was section A1 through A5 of the task list fifth edition. And that is from the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. And also um, another source is the Cooper book. And just um, double check. Always go to double check and look at the definitions and see um, verify that these are all correct. Um, thank you so much for listening to ABA today. And it was, um, fun recording this podcast. And if you, um, really liked it, uh, definitely subscribe. Bye.